I got a, I just uh, got an email from Sumati asking that I say something about Vrindavan Das Thakur because it's his appearance day today. So I don't know how to factor that into the that questions. That was I the first question because Sumati told me that oh. she emailed you. So that's answering the first question. All right. I can say a little bit about, um, about uh, His Holiness um, to start with. She asked if I could read something from my book, and I don't think I've written about him too much per se. I I cited him. I, uh, this is the book I'm working on called Circle of Friends, which is about Sakirasa. And of course, Vrindavan Das Thakur is associated with that uh, transcendental uh, sentiment. Um, I was saying that I've written some things quoted some things, translated some things that he said in um, Chaitanya Bhagavat, but, um, and a couple of things about him, but at any rate, uh, I'll, uh, I'll pull it up here. Uh, the, there's a couple of quotes that were very, a couple of things he said were very endearing and were very, um, to me, uh, bring out uh, the in, in one sense the importance of his book uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat. So um, we'll get to that. But um, I believe he was born uh, in uh, a few years after the turn of the 14th century, maybe about 15. 15 in our time, uh, our secular calendar, 1505, 1507, something like that. Um, so at, at the time of his birth, uh, coincided with <clears throat> pretty much the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu leaving Navdweep for, for Jagannath Puri. Um, and uh, as a result, uh, he never got a chance to meet him personally. Of course, Nityanandapu went with him to Jagannath Puri, but he returned annually. And at one point, um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told him not to return to Puri, um, as he had been doing annually, but to remain in Bengal and uh, circulate amongst the people there and share the wealth that is the dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So... Vrindavan does had ample opportunity, the point is, to meet with um, Nityananda Prabhu, who he's thought to be the last uh, direct uh, disciple of um, his parentage is of interest to us. He was uh, the son of Narayani, who was this, the nephew of Srivast Thakur. <clears throat> and um, she was uh, living in a house of Srivastakur and is famous for um, being uh, favored and blessed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at an early age, who showered her um, with his blessings. And I think we talked about this uh, on the uh, Chaturdasi of. Bhagavan Narasimhadev and how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to Shiva's house and revealed himself to be one with the Shringa deity that he was worshipping and then 
I asked Vrindavandas or Shivas to bring us relatives, all of them living in the house. Among them was was the niece of Shivas Thakur Narayani Devi. For some reason, she was living there. <clears throat> and um, he caused her to weep and to chant Krishna Nam and so forth with his power, spiritual power, um, which he was revealing to Shivas to let him know that he had nothing to fear uh, with regard to the both the Hindus and the Muslims who were complaining about his his kirtan, Sankirtan, Sankirtan that he was hosting. But at any rate, the uh, Vrindavan Das is the son of Narayani Devi. And um, there is some limited, at best, history of her husband, which brings him, him into question in some way, in the same, that, ha, that I want to say has, can be thought to have some parallel with the uh, the mother of Vyasadeva, who was the uh, author, uh, compiler of the Bhagavatam, of course, um, and Vrindabhandas uh, thought to be the extended author of the Bhagavatam in the form of Chaitanya Bhagavat, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Mahaprabhu being non-different from Krishna and his Leela being an extension um, of Krishna Leela, kind of, kind of the encore of, the, of Krishna Leela. Um, and of course, Vyas wrote it at the mouth of the Ganga and Vrindavanas um, is writing the Chaitanya Bhagavat where it uh, culminates and uh, flows into the Bay of Bengal. So he's considered the Vyas of Gorlila. His book was uh, named Chaitanya Bhagwat. Um, some say that um, upon reading Lochandas's Chaitanya Mangal, another biography of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <clears throat> Uh, Vrindavan Das was so moved that he deferred to uh, Lochan Das um, and um, changed the name of his book, which was originally entitled Chaitanya Mangal, to to Chaitanya Bhagwat, but that is a questionable um, event because by the time that Chaitanya Charitamrita was written, which was a, a quarter of a century or so after the passing of Vrindavan Das, um, Chaitanya uh, Krishnadas Kaviraj, the author of Chaitanya Charitamrita, still referred to uh, Chaitanya Bhagavad as Chaitanya Mangal. So from that, it would seem that his book's name was changed later to Chaitanya Bhagavad by any number of devotees like Krishna Das Kaviraj that so much celebrated his, his early uh, work, Chaitanya Bhagavad, um, which was written in about uh, 1535, which would mean he wrote it when he was about 25, 26, 27, 28, something like that, as a young, very young man, quite an extraordinary um, 
accomplishment and contribution that carried the devotees for many, many years as the principal text that um, described the philosophy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the context of uh, uh, the Leela narrative. Um, I was being relished by the Vrindavan Goswamis and so forth in their in their time. And, and again, Chaitanya Charitamrita came afterwards and uh, the celebrated author, Krishna Skaviraj of Chaitanya Charitamrita defers repeatedly to Vrindavan Das's work, um, which deals largely with uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and even more so with Nityananda Prabhu, whom he was, as I say, a disciple of and whom he says in his heart, told him to write the Chaitanya Bhagavat. Um, and, um, but at any rate, both in dealing with uh, descriptions of Nityananda Prabhu's Leela and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, the emphasis there in Vrindavan Das's book is in Navadweep, the, in the Navadweep Leela of, of Gaur Nityananda, rather than the Madhya Leela as it's described in Chaitanya Charitamrita of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Puri and his Auntie Leela there as well, which is uh, the former of which, the Madhya Leela um, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's preaching in Sankirtan and Puri and his travels throughout India are the main focus, by contrast, of Chaitanya Charitamrita. And <clears throat> given that our ideal the ideal posited by Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami with his emphasis on the Madhya as the way, the means where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was practically showing by example um, his method of Sankirtan and he's preaching and explaining the teachings and so forth. This is the way, if you will, to enter into the uh, to attain the goal, hmm, which is, uh, with regard to Gorlila, to um, enter into Navadweep, hmm, where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is not a sannyasi, but he's a householder and, and known by the names Vishwambar and Nimai Pandit and so forth, names that don't uh, carry with them uh, uh, Aishvarya, but rather... Um, intimacy <clears throat> and um, and that Navadweep of course is now different from Vrindavan so uh, that being the focus of Vrindavan uh, Das's work I think is is one of the reasons that uh, Krishnadas Kaviraj defers to him um, he's a predecessor of course uh, uh, also from a practical point of view, obviously Krishnas was withdrawn from his book um, as he says he has and uh, he just touched on some things in the Adi Lila that weren't elaborated upon by Vrindavan uh, Das, but that focus in Navadweep of Vrindavan uh, Das again, is what the Madhi Lila focus of Chaitanya Charitamrita is meant to bring us to with regard to Guru Lila. So, um, um, a very uh, important uh, work 
He's identified, as I said earlier, with Vyas, the Vyas of Gorlila, and with Kushamapida, who is one of the famous um, friends of Krishna, uh, mentioned, uh, for example, in Bhaktivasamrita Sindhu and some other uh, texts. Uh, Kushamapida is one of the sakas of Krishna. Therefore, basic types of friends of Krishna, the first of which are the sakas, who are, tend to be younger, and whose sakyabhav is has a hint of uh, of dasya um, package together um, with it. Um, Kushamapita means it, it, it means like a wreath that you would wear on your head hmm? of flowers, a wreath of flowers that you would wear around your head or crowning the head. Uh, so he's a famous uh, gopa and. Uh, Vrindamadas is identified with him. He's a disciple of Nityananda Prabhu. Uh, he has much uh, to say about and praise for the Dvadasa Gopals, the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the principal associates. And uh, with that, I'll just uh, read here the one um, uh, section of Chaitanya Bhagwat that um, I feel is very significant and important because it it is a section in which Vrindavanas is revealing his heart. So Guhyam Akyati Prichati Rupagoswami says this will foster our bhakti if we can conduct ourselves in such a way that great souls will reveal their hearts to us. So he's done so. Uh, just out of his own inspiration, he's expressed his own inner aspiration in the course of his writing. And, and what could be more important in the book um, than that? Hmm? Uh, while he may tell, tell many things and many teachings and so forth, when he expresses his feelings, that this, which is something confidential that just happens to come out um then uh certainly we should we should underscore that highlight that and uh, take note of it uh so through it we see his his bhava if you will i'll read it to you as i've uh translated it and i'll go slowly so that the translators in spanish and polish can follow along brindabanda <clears throat> says surrounded by his sishas, Sri Sachinandan sat on the bank of the Ganga. If I had a million mouths, I could not do justice to this beautiful sight. Nothing in the three worlds compares. Not the moon surrounded by stars, for the moon bears spots and waxes and wanes, while Prabhu Gore is always full and spotless. Nor can we compare him to that scene, he says, to Brihaspati, who is the guru of the gods, 
because Brihaspati is partial to the gods over the demons. Why can we not compare them? He says, uh, this vision of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu on the bank of the Ganges to Brihaspati, because Prabhu Gore, unlike Brihaspati, is equal to everyone. Nor can we compare him to Cupid, as some might suggest, who enters one's heart and causes agitation. Because when Prabhu Gore enters one's heart, the agitation of samsara is destroyed and one's heart becomes happy. He goes on to say, as much as, excuse me, as such, I should say, as such, all these comparisons to that scene on the bank of the Ganga, where Sachinandan is sitting with his sishas, all these comparisons are faulty. However, he continues, there is one fitting comparison that comes to mind. Just as Sri Nandakumar, Krishna, sat in the midst of the Gopas on the bank of the Jamuna, revealing his coward Leela, that same Krishna Chandra, in the form of a Brahman, enjoyed himself sitting amidst those same cowherd boys on the bank of the Ganga. Wow. He says, who can calculate the fortune of the lucky souls who saw this bliss? Again, as I said, he missed it. He never had the darshan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He's just telling what he heard from those who saw it. Just, just missed it by a, by a few years. And he's, he's so absorbed in what he heard that he's seeing it in his, in his, in his heart. Hmm? And still longing to see it outside of his heart and, 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 and be in, 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 in such um, a leela. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who can calculate he said the fortune of the lucky souls who saw this bliss merely seeing one who has witnessed this scene and this bliss that soul is freed from samsara because of my impiety he continues I did not take birth at that time, and hence I was cheated out of the joy of that darshan. What he's saying humbly is that by his karma, he, was, he, he cheated himself out of, out of that opportunity. Of course, we don't see him quite like that, but this is his humility. <clears throat> then he continues, O Chandra. Show me your mercy that I may remember this Leela birth after birth. Wherever you and Nityananda perform pastimes with your coward companions, may I be present there in service. So, 
We cannot do justice to the contribution of Vrindavandas Thakur, but um, by the request of Sumati and the desire of others, I've managed to say a few things I hope that you can appreciate and take advantage of his uh, main contribution in the form of Chaitanya Bhagavad, Chaitanya Bhagavad Kijai. So, questions? Um, yeah, okay. So, other so questions? She, yeah, yeah, Shamala has a question and she sent it. Um, okay. I don't think that she's present today. I think that's why she sent this to Archana. So, I'm going to read. You can, I don't know if you can see it in, in the, oh no, you can't. Let me um, send it to you so you can also just see what it looks like. Because it's, it's kind of long and it's, it's not like, Archana, can you copy and paste it and send it? Because it's not letting me copy and paste it. It's like two paragraphs. Why don't we go on with another question in the meantime? Oh, okay. Um, Pranada? I have two unrelated questions. Um, the first one is, is it just bhakti that is carried over into one's next life? For instance, um, I'm thinking specifically of those who are practicing jnana or yoga, what they acquire or how they progress spiritually in this life, is that also carried over or is it just bhakti that's carried over from life to life? Well, the difference between them, of course, is that uh, bhakti is a um, um, driven by nirguna, so it's, it's transcendental its influence, whereas karma is driven by, by um, Rajaguna and Gyan by Sattvaguna. Now, if you do Nishkam karma, you're kind of on the upper end of, of um, Rajaguna and uh, uh, obviously prominently influenced by Sattvaguna, but both of these influences, Rajas and Sattva, of course, are temporary. But um, uh, nonetheless, all of the influences of Rajas and Thomas are temporary, but that doesn't mean that they don't carry over into the next life. Are they eternal? No. Um, But obviously, impressions we receive in this life, influences of Rajas, Thomas, Sattva, um, that we're under um, will carry over in some way into our um, next life. But they're not eternal. Mm-hmm. That means they won't give us any standing in transcendence itself. Whereas bhakti also will carry over into the next life, like material influences, but it at the same time is. Um, eternal and so it will carry with us into transcendence hmm? Hmm? Um, so that's uh, a way I think of of thinking about that so certainly if someone has strong some scars for Gyan Marg uh, in their next life they're going to have those some scars um, as well or um, Rajagun influences and so forth. So that's the 
simple answer. Did you have you had a, you had a two part question? If you want to, yeah. The, it's the other the other one is unrelated. Um, someone said that uh, Sridham uh, Shrimati Radharani's brother is not the same Sridham as Krishna's Antakarana. They can't be the same, and I don't know why. I didn't hear why that they couldn't be the same. But I'm wondering if you could weigh in on that comment. Yes. Um, so there are four gopas who are said to be identified with Krishna's Antakarana. So just like we have a subtle body made of material elements, Krishna's body is made up of spiritual um, elements, uh, spiritual Antakarana in this case. So Buddhi, Ahankar, uh, Manas, Chitta, these are all aspects of the subtle uh, body. And, um, and it's there are four gopas close to Krishna who are identified with, with those uh, aspects of the Antakarna. And in um, uh, the Tantra, Gotamiya Tantra, I believe, uh, that uh, is mentioned. Jiva Swami cites it in his commentary on the uh, Bhaktivedanta Samrita Sindhu and Rupa Goswami's chapter on, on Sakyarasa. Um, and um, those four, I think, are Dham, Sudam, um, Kinkini, and um, for the moment I forget. Um, but um, a later author and sadhu, Nayananda Thakur, who is in the lineage um, coming from Sudama Gopa in his Gorlila um, incarnation, um, wrote a famous book uh, called Prayabhakti Rasarnava. And um, he makes the point in his book that in the text of Gotamiya Tantra, uh, the name Dham is used, but it really refers to Sridham. And for this, for grammatical purposes, um, in terms of uh, poetry of the text, uh, Sridham is left off. The Shri, excuse me, is left off. And just Dham is mentioned, but it doesn't refer to the Gopa named Dhamma, but to the Gopa named Sridham. Hmm? This is his uh, point, and he um, supports his point by um, underscoring the importance of Sridham. He is the most important uh, Gopa in, in one sense. Hmm? And he's the elder brother, of course, of Radharani. Um, so he makes to play such a prominent role. His 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 Gopi Gopabhav, his Sakyabhav, his his Kewal, it's pure Sakyarasa. Um, we we could distinguish him from or the, the, the Priyanarmasakas from him and say they're more important and Subal being among them is even more close to Krishna. But still Sridham is given a very, a very prominent place amongst 
amongst all the gopas. Hmm? He's the Pitamarda hmm? of the of the um, of the uh, uh, coward Leelas. So uh, now and then the Thakur reasons with well, Sudam, Sridam, you know, they do, they go together. And uh, Sridam is, uh, in his estimation, is the, uh, it was like the cousin, he's, he's, he's the son of uh, Ratnabal, who was the brother of Brishabanu, so he's from um, Barsana, um, and, um, and so forth. And he, along with Sridam, must be, you know, Sudam is mentioned in the, in the Tantra, but Sridam must be there. And Dom must not be the Gopa who's being referred to. This is his reasoning. Now, um, you have to take the, that kind of reasoning of his seriously. Although this isn't mentioned by the Goswamis in their text, um, neither are they in Sakirasa. Whereas Nainananda Thakur is there. There are going to be things about Sakirasa that Nainananda Thakur may say that while deferring as he does to Rupa Goswami's work, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Nonetheless, he's going to say things that are not going to be found per se in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. That's written by Rupa Goswami, who is in Madhurya Rasa, who takes himself out of that position, some, some extent to a neutral position to write about the different Rasas. Whereas Nainananda Thakur is in Sakyabab and writing about Sakyabab. So you have to take his comments um, seriously. And obviously it's, it's, a, it's an insight that he holds that um, um, he was bold enough to write and uh, has support from his, from his community. Um, now I heard a fellow, um, a disciple of Narayan Marsh, he actually argued uh, about this point on our publication, The Harmonist, I think when when Nainana Thakur's point was raised, his point was probably what you're referring to. He was saying Sridham can't be one of the those gopas because he's the older brother of Radharani. Somehow that made sense to him. <laughs> um, um, but it didn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, to me, um, his idea was something like, well, these four boys are thought to be present in the Gopi Vastraharna Leela, where the Gopi's clothes are being stolen. Therefore, Sridham, being the older brother of Radharani, couldn't possibly be there. It, 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 would, it would be impro- improper or something to that effect. That actually makes, uh, makes no sense. Of course, Vishwanath says the boys were very young. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the older brother of Radharani. You could make an argument like that. He, this fellow didn't make that argument, but uh, he's the older brother of Radharani. Radharani is there. And Vishwanath says the boys are very young. Uh, but I, I uh, so you could make that argument. But, um, but uh, then again, there's the, the, there's, it's not said in the Tantra that those were the four boys that were present there on the one hand. On the other hand, what Vishwanath's really trying to say is that these boys were very innocent in their uh, perspective. Hmm? 
with regard to you know this early romanticism of 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 Radha and Krishna. So uh, I wouldn't I haven't heard any any argument that has of any substance that would um, uh, counter what I feel is an is it is an insightful uh, and feelingful. Uh, point raised by Nanandamathakur. Now you have to look at the grammar too that he's talking about hmm? and see that that if the syllable Sri Dham was added, Sri was added to Dham, what it would do to the text. Hmm? And given that it does what he says it does, and, and, which it must, otherwise why would he would bring it up, then you have further support. So I would uh, follow the lead of Nainana Thakur on that. I hope that helps. If you have any follow-up on that, I'm fi- fine to entertain just, that. Just to, to, just to restate it, there's no reason why Sridham, who is yeah. the four... Uh, of the Antakarna of Krishna can't be Srimati Radharani's brother at the same time. Why not? Srida Sudam is, is, is her cousin. Hmm. They're living in the same place. What, what, what would be the reason? Because he's the older brother that he couldn't, couldn't, couldn't be. Because he's the older brother, he could. The point of the, these four being the Antakarna of Krishna is that they know everything about Krishna's pastimes. Hmm? Jiva Goswami goes as far as to say, in one sense, they're they are narmasakas who are who are aware of all and they participate in all of the the romantic um, leelas of Krishna. Now these gopas don't typically participate, but if they're the antakarna, then they're there. Hmm? Wherever Krishna's booty is, wherever his hunkar is, and so forth. Well. These it, theoretically, these boys are there. So, so Jiva Goswami, not anyone else, but Jiva Goswami says actually they're 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 Narmasakas in that sense. Although in their actual manifest form, they don't participate in those romantic leelas. So to have some objection to why Sridham could be aware of all of the pastimes of of Radha and Krishna because he's the brother of Radharani, that doesn't make any sense. Thank you. Yep. You're welcome. So shall we go to Shamla's question here? Mm-hmm. She yeah. says, uh, I'll, I'll read it. I guess you all, some of you need to translate it into, into the local languages. In every Kali Yuga, Lord Krishna appears as Lord Chaitanya to preach the Yuga Dharma of Harinam Sankirtan. This religious function is executed merely by the Amsa avatar of the Supreme. Only once in the day of Brahma does the full manifestation of Swayam Bhagavan, Sri Krishna, and Swayam Bhagavan, Lord Chaitanya, come to the material world. Okay. So, thought by some to be a Chaitanya avatar from for every Kali Yuga. Mm-hmm. Um, but once in the day of Brahma, Krishna comes in the Dwarpa Yuga himself. And in the following Kali Yuga, he comes in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu 
imbued with uh, um, the sentiments of Radha. So that's a special appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is non-different from Krishna. Then she goes on with her question. When Lord Krishna comes in Kali Yuga, only to propagate the Yuga Dharma, he, she means to say Chaitanya. She said Krishna. When Chaitanya comes in Kali Yuga to propagate the Yuga Dharma, he's known as Gornarayan. In this form, Lord Chaitanya or Gornarayan does not distribute Braj Prem, Manjari Bhav, and so on. Wherever she has a quote, there is congregational chanting of the holy names of the Lord Gornarayan, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In his incarnation, Lord Chaitanya appears and is worshipped by Sankirtan Yagya as per the purport of Srimad Bhagavatam 4.30.36. And this question, quote-unquote, is concluded with a sentence that says, excerpt from article of Madhini Swami. So there's no question here. <laughs> I guess she wants us to discuss that, wants to maybe hear some shed some light on that. Um, um, I don't know what to say, but there are different persons, different acharyas who say different things about other yugas, other Kali yugas with regard to the yuga avatar. Some emphasize this point that Gornarayan from Vaikuntha, the Vaikuntha expression of uh, Sri Chaitanya appears, propagates Nams and Kirtan, people chant, uh, go to Vaikuntha, hmm? would be the idea. Others have other opinions hmm, about what transpires with regards to the Yuga Dharma and any Yuga avatar in those Kali Yugas. Um, you can get a different one opinion from Lochandastak or maybe a different opinion from Vrindavan Das um, and contemporary acharyas have said different things but um, probably this is the most popular one and I, Prabhupada is, is advocating it here I guess in his purport to the fourth canto that's being cited um, so th- this is the normal we should understand this is the normal um, course of events. That is what? That uh, from Vaikuntha, avatars of Narayan come hmm, in the different yugas as yuga avatars, propagate the yuga dharma, hmm, which culminates in attaining mukti and Vaikuntha in a, in a, in a form of Dasya Bhakti or Shanta Bhakti. Let's say primarily Dasya Bhakti. They're advocating. The point worth stressing here is this is the extraordinariness, um, therefore, of the dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that has to come from Krishna himself, Krishna Prema Pradayate. If he's to give Krishna Prem. He has to have Krishna Prem. None of the other avatars of Narayan have Krishna Prem. 
Even Narayan doesn't have Krishna Prem. Prema Madhuri is one of the qualities of Krishna that one of the four qualities of Krishna that Narayan does not possess. Hmm? So if someone is going to come and give Krishna Prem an avatar, it's going to have to be Krishna himself, avatari, that is our Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? And he's giving a special dispensation which overrides the ordinary dispensation of obtaining mukti and going to Baikuntha and opening the doors thereby to a possibility hmm, within the Paravya and within the spiritual world that even the inhabitants of Baikuntha don't know about. We see that when Gopa Kumar in Bhagavatamrita went to Vaikuntha, the inhabitants there for the most part hmm, didn't know about Goloka and its nature and so forth and so on. They, so they, they, they gave him instructions how to act in Vaikuntha and he was compelled by his Sakyabhav, which isn't above um, in, in, in Vaikuntha, even though Narayan entertained it to some extent with him. The inhabitants was clear. They didn't understand what is Goloka. And this is mentioned in our texts, Gaudiya texts, that this is unknown, even in Vaikuntha. So it's a very, very special uh, dispensation to give the Babas of Goloka, which are four, um, and, and particularly Madhurya, a particular type of Madhurya, and, uh, and Sakibhava, hmm? through Gore and, uh, and Nityananda Prabhu. So very special, special time. Um, Otherwise, Gornarayan would be a Vaidhi Bhakti avatar of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu teaching Namsan Kirtan. That Namsan Kirtan is, is not empowered hmm, by the bhava of that, that Krishna's of, of Golok that Krishna is pursuing to taste himself from the vantage point of his best devotee. Hmm. So his chanting is, is backed by that. Nam Shrestam, the highest conception of the name. We call it Paraka Nam rather than Taraka. Taraka means Taraka Nam means to cross over. So it means for Mukti. Hmm? Paraka Nam means something more, attaining more than Mukti. So Prem Prayojan, the goal of Prem. So this is, uh, this is the teaching. Another question? Um, yeah, Padmanabha Swami has some questions from the Spanish-speaking devotees. All right. Yes.
Well, we shared um, this morning the heart, as he expressed it himself, of Brindaban Das Thakur. <clears throat> and he's writing from the vantage point of Sakirasa. So, in one sense, overall, the book could be emphasized. Hmm? Um, that said, the way in which Brindaban Das has written about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu in uh, Chaitanya Bhagwat is fueled by that in one sense, but also by a general uh, desire to broadcast in a more broad way the um, divinity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu. So it's not a book that focuses um, per se um, on Sakirasa. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that it does in that regard is it, it gives so much deference to an emphasis on and discussion of uh, Nityananda Prabhu's um, uh, activities, leelas, and so forth. You know more so than than than, than Chaitanya Charitamrita. So the you know one can be drawn uh, through the uh, enthusiasm and discipleship of of, of Brindaban Das uh, to who is disciple of Nityananda Prabhu to Nityananda Prabhu, who's the you know the fountain of 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 Sakirasa. So in that way, it, it may be. Um, helpful um but um um chaitanya charitamrita is 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 a focused uh, book that um uh, in, in in which uh, the focus is chaitanya mahaprabhu is krishna and radha combined Mm-hmm. and a form in which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is tasting and experiencing the bhava of Radha. That it's very focused in that way. So it, it is focused, it is a more bhava-focused book, I should say, than Chaitanya Bhagavat, but it's focused as Madhurya Rasa. So what we read in Chaitanya Bhagavat, which is Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, if your focus is um, Sakirasa, um, I, 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 I don't think that there's anything I can cite per se, other than uh, one thing which I'll comes to mind, which I'll bring up, that um, where you know this section he's focusing on Sakyabhav, he's not really doing that in the book. But in a very endearing section for those who uh, have that ideal of Sakiras uh, is or has always been to me is where in the fifth chapter of the Adi Lila, Vrindabandas reveals his um, inner experience of Nityananda Prabhu coming into his life and blessing him such that... Um, he got entrance into Vrindavan 
where ultimately he was blessed to write Chaitanya Charitamrita. So the powerful influence of, of, of Nityananda Prabhu and how important he was in the life of, of, of uh, Krishna Kaviraj. We, we, we really are, would be accurate to say that without Nityananda Prabhu, we wouldn't have Chaitanya Bhagavad. Without Nityananda Prabhu, we wouldn't have Chaitanya Charitamrita. So that said, that doesn't mean we, if we have an affinity for Sakyabhava, we shouldn't read Chaitanya Charitamrita. Certainly, um, we should. It's all about Krishna. Hmm? And Sakyabhava is all about uh, also loving Krishna. It's more about Krishna's romantic life. But um, what that we see in our Sampradaya largely over the centuries is that the Sakyarasa that is pursued uh, by some tends to be Sakyarasa that is uh, um, uh, augmented by Madhurya Rasa. And so, as is called Dharma Sakabhav, so uh, Sakyarasa that is very much involved in Madhurya Rasa. So you can look at it in that way hmm, to hone some sensibilities about affinity for Madhurya Rasa as a Saka. Hmm? If you're going to help Krishna and serve Radha also with regard to their uh, romantic plight, hmm, you better know something about it. So <laughs> it's, 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 it's good for that. Um, um, and um, it's and it's it's saying saying so much about who Krishna is. Hmm? How can that not be relevant to uh, to Asaka? But then there are other texts, of course, that are uh, you know uh, entirely focused on Sakiras. There's a book called Circle of Friends that's going to be published soon that will be helpful in this regard. Uh, uh, so comparatively, there is a dearth. Hmm? With regard to this type of literature, I mentioned nine in the Thakur's book, Preo Bhakti Rasarnava. That is is another book that's focused entirely on on Sakirasa. But uh, um, it's one of the reasons I'm writing this book at the request of others because there is um, um, there are many devotees who have that affinity. You can understand that. Uh, Due to the campaign of my guru Marsh, who was driven by that bhava, many people have that impressions for that, um, and so to support that, to give some support to that, that's one of the reasons I wrote the book. So be a little patient when that comes out, and then you can you can read that. Another question? Um, yeah, also from Padmanabha Swami. And uh, yes, I will repeat the question in English because Marge is saying it in English. Listening uh, devotees can't hear the question. Sorry for that. I didn't. Um, last question. Yes. What's the question? Uh, 
Okay. Before I repeat the question, I see there's a, there's a little bit of a follow-up. Uh, Sakirati and Shamananda ask, are there certain sections of those for those who desire Sakiras that you recommend? I see. I should mention there that also there's a whole chapter on Sakirasa in Bhaktarasamrita Sindhu. And that would be the third chapter of the third section. Hmm? Goes into quite a bit of detail about Sakirasa, different types of friends, what are their 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 Anubhavs, their Sattvika Bhavs, uh, uh, Sanchari Bhavs, so on and so forth. Uh, so it's a long chapter, but that is a that's a something given to us by Rupa Goswami. Regarding the question, how was the question? The question is the next question is how to overcome fear. Well, you have to conquer fear. <laughs> fear is basically fear of death. Uh, and then uh, I would say um, uh, sub subcategories of that. <laughs> Fear that I, that I may not exist if I don't do something. I'm threatened. I feel that my sense of existence is threatened. Hmm? And you're right. It is. So it's your sense of existence and what you are is the problem because that sense of self cannot be uh, maintained. Hmm? It's here today. It'll be gone tomorrow. Um, so therefore we teach that... Um, you have an identity as an atma that transcends these bio, psycho, physiological, uh, you know, sense of self, the body mind sense of self um, that is um, built out of attachment to, to temporary things. And so it's fragile. Hmm? It's built out of things that are temporary. So it, a composite of that is it's also temporary. Hmm? And so. So to become grounded in the fact that you're eternal through a good spiritual education and then applying that education in, in, in practice, one will get experience of one that one's eternal. I would say that's kind of the beginning of spiritual experience, that I'm eternal. Mm-hmm. Um, what can I say about that? Mm-hmm. If I say I've experienced that I'm eternal, someone could say, well, how can you prove that? I mean, I can't prove that. I mean, what more can I say about it? Try it and you have the experience and then you'll know there's nothing to fear ultimately. And you have to gravitate back towards that experience as much as you get away from it, as much as you're getting away from your, the kind of practice that fosters it. And when it becomes predominant, and one's practice is now called nishta rather than anishta, which is, which is steady, then you'll be fearless. Um, but I mean, you can't just, you know, put a bumper sticker on and say no fear and, and you know, and uh, jump from building to building or something like that, um, as people do sometimes. But um but I mean, it, it obviously it plays out, as I say, in so many subcategories. I'm afraid to go to a social gathering because I might say the wrong thing or people might think of me like this or that, all this kind of <laughs> crazy 
fears, anxieties that we have. I mean, it's just all obviously really just a result of our material uh, conditioning. And Gaudi Vaishnavism is giving a a comprehensive solution to that. Um, But, you know, if you want a comprehensive solution, you have to have, you know, you have to make a comprehensive approach to that solution, to fully embracing it to the extent that we don't do that. Well, our life is going to be pervaded by fear. Fear is the, is what pervades material existence um, as an experience more than anything else. And there's good reason for it. So again, first thing is to become fully rational understand the reasoning behind fear, that can help. Now, understanding the reasoning behind fear is like understanding the reasoning about someone, about your own psychological dysfunction. That doesn't make it go away, necessarily. I can point out to you, or a psychologist could point out to you, the reasoning for why you, you, you act the way you do that is you know, problematic for yourself and is psychologically dysfunctional. But it's coming from a feeling, from feelings that you've had, for example, in your in your childhood, let's say, that you experienced. And so how are you going to overcome them? Not just by the reasoning, but that's helpful. Now you have to take that reasoning and you have to integrate it into your 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 life and through some type of emotional exercise, you have to overcome that, uh, feel your way through it, so to speak, that psychological uh, dysfunction. So similarly with fear, I'm saying um, you have to understand the rationale behind it and that can help, but only as much as you apply that rationale in the form of transrational practices. Hmm? of sadhana bhakti, hearing, chanting, which gives you then experience, again, that, well, you don't die. You're beautiful. More beautiful than you could ever be by whatever haircut you have or whatever outfit you wear. Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, And so forth. And by that experience, then fear is overcome. So... All right, so uh, I don't know if we got through all the questions. Probably not, but um, uh, we got through five. That's pretty. That's and that's how many there were. Okay, there may be so some good. others that come up in the course of the discussion, but uh, we could save them to next week. Sounds okay. good. Nice to be with all of you, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.